0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pelvic Matters. I'm your host, Marina Castellanos, a physical therapist in Westchester County specializing in pelvic health for women and children. Today on the show, we have Adriana Velez. Adriana is a journalist who writes about food, health, and wellness with bylines in the Washington Post, elemental, prevention, remedy health, and serious eats. She's a certified menopause educator and the author of the weekly newsletter, Hot Shift, covering thoughts and news about midlife health. Adriana has a teenage son, a cat, and a garden of houseplants. Welcome to the show, Adriana. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited for you to be here. So um, we have, you know, a few things to discuss and really, you know, how this came about was um, you had asked me to do a small article for your newsletter, which was really great and a lot of fun. Um, And I think the topic of midlife health and menopause are definitely things that, you know, we don't often hear discussed, and then maybe we don't often pay attention to until we're on that brink of being perimenopausal. So I think taking this time to kind of discuss some things with, um, so that listeners can learn more about um, what exactly will happen, what kind of, you know, what do we really mean by the term, you know, midlife, um, you know, I think it'll just be a great opportunity for everybody. Um, so why don't we start off with discussing about your you know, inspiration for your newsletter, Hot Shift. Okay. Well,
1: um, I was in my early 40s when I first heard the word paramenopause. Um, it just came up in, at work. when I just remember my colleague turning to me, and I can't remember even what the context was. And she was like, well, of course, paramenopause is the phase that comes before menopause. And I was like, what? You know, I had no idea. This is the first time I'd heard the word, the concept. I thought menopause happened in your 60s and um that really planted the seed it wasn't too long after that that i started um having perimenopausal signs myself i think i was probably about in somewhere in my mid 40s maybe around 45 46 um, and i just really wanted to wrap my head around this i i was i was shocked that i knew so little and that nobody was talking about it and that there was such a dearth of information out there. It was just this giant black hole that um, we needed to shed some light on. Um, so you know at the time I was um, I was thinking about becoming a health coach and so as part of that I took um, the Third Age Woman course by Burrell Education um, and the, this was a, the, this gave me a, a comprehensive understanding of of the whole you know perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause um, uh, cycle. Um, not it's not a cycle; it's a f- series of phases. Um, and um, you know, I came out of that thinking, well, I don't know what, that I want to be a health coach, but I do want to be part of a larger conversation that brings. Paramenopause menopause um into into people's consciousness um i want i want to be part of normalizing this conversation and bringing more information um uh to light so it is so it's not quite such a struggle for for every individual woman who comes to this stage of life and it's it's also um not everyone who reaches menopause identifies as a woman, so I want to acknowledge that as well people um, so yeah, and you know, as a writer, um, I wanted to explore this through my writing. So this was, you know, it's, it's hard to play stories about menopause um, these days in mainstream media. Um, and so this was just a chance for me to write about something that was really important to me. Um, and I knew was important to a lot of other people. Um, and so I'm, I'm inviting people along on my journey.
0: That's so wonderful. And I would love, and and I I just want to add that I love Jenny Burrell and she has a lot of courses that, you know, a lot of physical therapists like myself take, and she's such a wealth of knowledge. And um, if any, you know, for any listeners who are interested um, in some of her work, you know, she's on Instagram, you can easily find her, you know, on social media. Um, Adriana, will you do something for me? And maybe clarify for listeners, because I know at some point, I think before I began working in pelvic health, you know, I thought there was just menopause and, you know, perimenopause and postmenopause. So let's, let's tell listeners what is the difference with all of those phases.
1: Yeah. So um, yes, thank you. Good question. Um, so menopause is when you've gone for a full calendar year, 12 months without having a period. But um, prior to that, it, it's not like day and night. Prior to that, uh, you're going through all of these hormonal fluctuations, um, some of them, and it really varies for everyone. Um, but you know, some of the hormones, you know, you may experience a gradual, Graceful decline in estrogen and progesterone. For other women, it's a roller coaster ride. Your hormones are all over the place. Um, They're spiking, they're plummeting, and um, there's a whole group of um, uh, symptoms, you know, we can call them symptoms or, you know, discomforts that come with that. For a lot of women, um, you start uh, experiencing hot flashes um, already. Um, You can experience a lot of anxiety, um, uh, sleeplessness, um, fatigue. Uh, There's a a really long list of things that you may be experiencing and it can be very uh, frustrating, disorienting. Um, a lot of this, you, you may have had this really healthy, what you thought was a really healthy lifestyle. You're like, I don't understand. I'm working out. I'm, I'm eating right. I'm doing everything I've always been doing. And I just feel terrible. Why? Mm-hmm. um, and it's because your body is renovating itself. Yeah, that's <laughs> basically. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like reverse puberty,
0: basically.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, as much as that rocks a teenager's world, um, this is gonna rock your world. Um, in, your, in your 40s, this can happen anywhere between, you know, it's typical between 45 and I think the average age women reach menopause is 50, 50 is, no, it's 51, 51, 52. Um, some women begin, some people begin earlier, some people a little later. It can last
0: anywhere from a year, to ten years, it really varies. Yeah, a lot of variety, and I love the comparison with puberty. And I think the difference really is those is that when we're all in that pubescent teenage time frame, like we just don't have the self awareness to understand what the hormones are doing to us. But then, by the time we're hitting menopause, or will hit menopause, you know, we're we're gonna know. We're gonna understand that there's a change. We're gonna stand that. Oh my goodness. Like, why am I feeling like this? And we're going to be noticeably more aware of what's going on with ourselves. Um, but it's all, you know, like you said, it's all normal and it's your body kind of reinventing itself and it's supposed to happen. Yes. This is a natural process. Yep. So I think, um, all this information is so great and it's sorely needed because really, like you said, like it's not very easy to get, um, media coverage about menopause <laughs> um you know right. you just don't hear anything we hear um even on social media unless something is really dedicated to this population um in this age time it's really like you don't see anything um and women are really reluctant at least from my experience you know i've heard my mother's stories as she was going through it um but that's it so there was nothing else i've heard from other women about what it was like to go through perimenopause, menopause, it was just solely like watching my own mother's experience and that's it. So that's the only kind of, you know, framework I have in my head for what's gonna happen. Um, But like you said, it can be so different from, and it could last from a year to 10 years. So who knows if my experience will be the same as hers or different and it's definitely on my mind because I'm, you know, at the time I was recording, I'm 43 and, even though I just had a baby two years ago, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I may have like a really young kid at the same time as I'm going through menopause. So that'll be something. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, but, but I've thought of it. So this really like piques my interest to, you know, want to learn more about it, you know, really before it hits. Um, cause then at the time yeah. and we don't feel, you know, I feel like always being armed with information prior is so helpful. Um, it helps to alleviate some you know maybe some anxiety and frustration that we have with you know changes in life in our bodies and such um, yes definitely so i would love that so readers will definitely learn more about um the menopause phase perimenopause postmenopause are there other things that you like to you know write about on your newsletter
1: yeah so you know i do talk a lot about health the latest research mm-hmm um what what supports your health and that sort of thing but i'm also really interested in um putting perimenopause and menopause in a greater context like what does it mean that you are exiting the reproductive phase of your life and you are you know hopefully we're preparing ourselves to become elders you know what does what does that mean um i mean i think we all feel unprepared for that you know i'm not wise enough i haven't learned enough i'm still figuring it out but i i i think there's um i i feel like there's an opportunity for us to to find our footing into that role mm-hmm. um and and you don't have to feel like you're there yet it's just like look at the path ahead of you so thinking of ourselves in that context um i think also um uh you know what does this mean for your own personal evolution and how you see yourself, um, uh, and and how how are you going to define yourself as someone in her fifties or sixties um, in a way that feels um, empowering and you know I, I think you know we we live in a culture that can be sexist and ageist and you know oh yeah you're supposed to shut up and go away once you stop being mm-hmm. soft and fertile. Um, and so I, you know, we don't, we don't have to do that. We don't have to accept that. So, you know, I, I think um, talk normalizing, saying menopause and paramenopause a lot, hearing it a lot, talking about it. Um, we get to change the way we see ourselves and the way the world sees us and the impact that we can make in the world.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, And I know, and you've been willing to, um, you know, discuss this, I know you've had your own concerns about your pelvic floor and I work with women who, um, you know, enter this phase of life and things change um, with their pelvic health and, you know, sometimes it's not always apparent to them why things change. Um, you know, something may suddenly be different. Something suddenly may happen, like oh, I'm now leaking. I never used to leak before. I was only a little bit, and now I'm leaking more and more. Or I'm experiencing pain with my partner now when we have intercourse or some kind of intimacy. Um, you know, so there's some physical manifestations now that may have already been present for years or even decades, and now they become more parents. So why was it important for you to address, you know, your own pelvic health?
1: Yeah, so um, it it was, I mean, the first, um, the first thought I had was, was my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, who in the, in the last years of her life, she experienced um, pelvic um, floor prolapse, Mm -hmm. and that caused a whole cascade of problems for her. She was in, a lot of pain. She was so uncomfortable. She would often stop eating because um, digesting was so uncomfortable and painful. And um, so that really raised my consciousness about how important it is to make sure I'm caring for my pelvic health. Um, I, you know, as, as you get, as you start, as your estrogen levels decrease, your tissues become a little less pliable um and that can cause a a lot of other things so i was noticing you know as you had mentioned there was occasional leaking um and um certain positions during sex were starting to become uncomfortable Um, and then uh, i remember um you know jump roping in my in my gym class um we did this these jump ropes called double unders where you're supposed to the the rope is supposed to go under your feet twice before you jump um and that was just like it's <laughs> just a colossal disaster for me I would have to run home and change my clothes um and so I really wanted to go in and 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 make sure that everything was okay down there see if there's any kind of new habits I wanted to put in place um and you know I could be hypertonic, which means, you know, overly tense, right? Uh, like your pelvic, right. Am I overly tense? Are things loosening up too much? Um, I, I just felt like it was important for me to take a look under the hood and, and and make sure I'm okay.
0: I think that's such a great metaphor, looking under the hood to make sure everything is okay. <laughs> it's, it's really true and I think as we age, even from the time where we're children and just getting into adulthood and then onwards through, um, you know, elderly years, we may have to change the way we do things just in general because our bodies change. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think having that, you know, periodic check-in with somebody who can look at your public health, whether you're heading towards menopause, whether you're experiencing symptoms, whether you are looking to conceive a baby in the next, you know, year or so. I mean, I think there's such an advantage to, you know, getting things checked out, understanding how your body works and then knowing for later on, you know, what's changed for you. Um, so I think being proactive, you know, like you are, is just, um, you know, you can't ask for more than that, especially as a, a physical therapy provider. I mean, I, I love it when people just take that, you know, their own uh, public health into their own hands and they go get checked, even if, you know, they're maybe their primary care or their gynecologist, maybe their physician is, isn't too alarmed by the change and they think it's normal, but I always encourage women, you know, listen to your body. If you think something may be a little off, if you think something's not right, you know, definitely. Um, go get checked out. It's well worth it. Um, So, Adriana, what are some tips maybe you can give women who are close to the perimenopausal stage or just how to maybe handle that transition?
1: Okay, great. Yeah. So, um, of course, I would recommend seeing um, a pelvic health uh, therapist. Always helpful. Um, I would try to learn as much as you can and Um, rather than staying up all night Googling, um, I think there are a lot of platforms, there's a growing movement for this, actually, a lot of platforms where people are teaching and talking about it a lot. Um, so, for example, Amanda Thebe um, is a personal trainer, but she has, um, she just published a book on menopause. Um, uh, she, um. I was going to have it right in front of me. Oh, shoot. It's okay. I can Um, can look it up. Oh, wait, here it is. Menopocalypse. Menopocalypse. There's um, uh, an an Instagram account and podcast that I follow called um, The Black Girl's Guide to Menopause. um, And it covers kind of more the spiritual, um, uh, personal evolution side of menopause. Um, go explore on the website for North American Menopause Association. Um, they have loads of information there. Um, that is their thing. Um, uh, there are um, and and you know you'll want to. Um, you may need to ask your. I would ask your um, ask your doctors how much they know about menopause. Um, uh, North American Menopause Association has a directory. Um, you can look up menop- people who have actually specialized in, um, in, in menopause and will know, are up on the research. Um, but I think it's really helpful, not just your gynecologist, but also your primary care physician. I just went in for my physical and my doctors vary up on these things. And she's like, okay, well, you know, heart disease is a, is a new risk for you um, at this age. Uh, Let's take a look at at those risk factors to make sure we're managing them well. So um, yeah, start asking to find out how prepared your physicians are. And if they are not interested or they aren't up on things, maybe you need to nudge them or maybe you need to find a new doctor. and just start talking with people. Just be bold and, and ask people. I think it's really helpful to find, and it's becoming more and more pos- possible for you to find kind of like your tribe. Like, find other people who are going through basically more or less the same thing at the same time. Um, uh, you, you can go to Instagram. I don't want to, you know, send people off on, there's a lot of misinformation. Mm-hmm. about what helps and, and so on out there. But, you know, you can go on um, Instagram and find all kinds of people who are talking about menopause um, in a million different ways. Um, and so a, a lot of it is just like immersing yourself in the conversation. Um, and, um, and so that's a big part of it is, is just learning, be curious, be curious. Um, Pay close attention to what you're experiencing. I think this is a time of your life when you fine tune your health practices. You weed out what isn't working for you anymore. Um, I think um, you can, you know, recalibrate what kind of exercise you're doing. Um, If you're doing any, maybe you're adding something finally. Um, How do you prepare yourself for sleep better? How do you prioritize yourself? Um, uh, you know, it's time you start doing that. Um, uh, how do you, what are, what are the relationships, um, you want in your life? How do you, um, how do you, you know, as your body is being renovated, how do you renovate the rest of your life? How do you reconstruct your life in a way that is going to support you through the latter half of your life? Um, I think this is, um, paramenopause is a a call to consciousness, um, an opportunity for you to really um, take a serious look
0: um, and turn yourself into a project. I think that's a great outlook to have because really when you bring up the subject of menopause for most people, it's like, uh, not looking forward to that or like something negative um, that becomes associated with it. So I think having that outlook as you were describing um, is really, just be really helpful and you know life changing for people as they go through this. Because we have we have to we have to go through it. I mean there's really no way around it. So having that having that outlook of, you know, how am I gonna change myself along with these hormonal changes and my reproductive changes, you know, how is this gonna just result in like a full blown transformation for me, you know, for the better, for my growth into this next um, you know, time of my life, I think is um you know such wonderful advice to give to people
1: um yeah i of, mean we can talk about like like how you should be eating and more vegetables more protein you should be doing this kind of exercise blah 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 the tactics but i think what's really key is the mindset yes i think that's I probably the biggest thing i agree because i think at
0: any also any stage of life you know we can always use more veggies we could always use more protein and i think just sure. like, it's, like it's really it's the mindset part of going through this major change in our bodies. um, That's really, you know, that's really the most important thing. And then other things will fall into place. Um, You know, you work on the exercise part, the nutrition part, if you need supplemental hormones from your doctor, you know, those are conversations you have with your physician. Um, So then those little, those little pieces I think fall into place. If you can have the mindset that works for you, like, all right, how am I going to support this transformation not fight it? Um, you know, so that mm-hmm. at the end of this, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I'm still me, but maybe new and improved and, you know, a little different. So, yeah. 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 Adriana, this was such a pleasure to talk to you really. Um, and I would love for you to share with listeners where they can find your content, your newsletter, follow you, go ahead and plug away. Okay. Well, um, the best
1: way to find me, um, about anything related to menopause is, Hotshift.substack. Um, and that's at H O T S H I F T. So that's where my newsletter is. I also have a website with a lot of information. It needs to be updated, but um, uh, that's at um, hotshiftwoman.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, um, Adriana. Adriana Velez, but I don't really post a lot on, um, menopause. So that's maybe not the best way to learn things about that. Um, uh, but yeah, I think those two, the newsletter and the website,
0: that's where I am. Awesome. I definitely recommend everybody checking out Adriana's work. I think it's really great. Um, Adriana, thank you so, so much again for being here. I really appreciate it. And everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Pelvic Matters and tune in again next time. All right, goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye.